Rubbery sound, eh? It sounds like a porn. Do you I think it's. <laughs> you know, in a porn where it constantly sounds like they're playing with the do- uh, rubber? It's like, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the camera they're moving around. I'm like, they're fucking, fucking around with a franger. <laughs> what? Are you, watching, what? are you watching porn with frangers in it? Nah, nah, nah. There, there's no franger that appears. I just think, figure he's like playing with one in his hand, but it's this sort of noise. <laughs> I don't know if I see if, if I see a franger in porn, I immediately turn it off. Don't <laughs> 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 you? I, I don't think I've ever seen a franger in porn. Yeah, just seems unrealistic. And my porn, my porn, um, like I guess, like Cole doesn't watch porn since nah. it was fucking. Oh no, nah, he was on, on dial-up internet. Yeah, this part. I, I watched porn the other night. Did ya? Yeah. Did you have Did a wake? No, nah, I watched it with my wife. I haven't had a wank in 10 plus years. Huh? I haven't had a self-wank in 10 years. Record this, me. Oh, this you're legit. I am recording. You're So you're the mind freak? Uh, yeah, sort of, I guess. That's like magician stuff, dude. <laughs> he was doing it before yeah. it was cool. That sounds, yeah. like a, that sounds like a Chris Angel or David Blaine. like um, sort of a little bit like priesty, like isn't long, it? Um, like a long game magic trick. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess it sort it's of like is. David without. Blaine hasn't wanked in 10 years. <laughs> you wait for tonight's special. <laughs> where, he told finally, where he finally ejaculates. <laughs> he's going to come the house down. <laughs> This man's gonna disappear in calm. <laughs> when he told me, I was like, "Fuck, cause cool. like, so what do you do?" He's like, oh, "I just have sex." <laughs> oh, it's pretty simple. Yeah, that makes sense. Good. Yeah, but nothing beats the real thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. Know. I just. It's like probably a bit foreign to me, you know. Now, yeah. What right. the real thing? Yeah, the real thing. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> I would. It'd be muscle memory, but come back to me like, like riding a bike, I guess. But <laughs> if my bike was my hands. <laughs> yeah, wow, that is fucking magician. We better shit. cut all that sort of stuff, but <laughs> I think my oh, nana listens. Absolutely phenomenal calls. <laughs> Do you reckon it's 10 years? Do you remember the last time? I reckon it's successfully 10 plus years, yeah. I had, oh. a, I had an attempt not, oh, like a, a, a long time ago, but I didn't follow through. Wow. Are you jacking it with um, lube or you dry I'm not guy? doing anything. <laughs> if, if you were, oh, you dry guy? Well, back in the day. Just whenever. If you had to do it now. <laughs> if I do it now, yeah, right fucking, now. I, I, need, I need a whole heap of, Apparatus, I reckon now. <laughs> I probably wouldn't actually. I probably need nothing. <laughs> It'd be like the forbidden fruit. <laughs> the 
Forbidden Maid. Yeah, the, forbid- the Forbidden Maid. <laughs> the Forgotten Maid. Maybe that's the Forgotten Maid. Yeah, the Forgotten Maid is my, is my mate. <laughs> Very lonely. <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, Mingo, so since you're back, what are we doing? Well, are you going to give credit to Al Jermaine? You have uh, seen everyone. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to give credit to a guy for a split decision win. I think he. I think he. I thought. I he didn't fought, think you would. I thought he fought well. What do you want me to say? Do you want me to say, "Yeah, I forgive you for diving and winning that title fight because you got a split decision over Henry Cejudo." How's the vendetta? <laughs> Oracle, are you hearing the vendetta here? I am. I, I can see there's a huge beef. Definitely. Did, did you watch it, Oracle? No, I didn't get a chance. Unfortunately, it was actually a magic round. Oh, wow. Nice. It was magic round. Was that on Sunday? Yeah, I went on the Sunday. I went with a client. It was awesome. How was that? Everything f- about it. How was that field by the last game? Oh, <laughs> the, I, don't, I don't think any other field in the country would have handled that load because there was, there was mild hail. Yeah. You know oh, it was like, yeah. it was like, a, there was like a bit of like hail, like sleet. It wasn't like the big chunks or anything like that. Yeah, so the, the the field really copped it. I was lucky enough; I was in seats undercover. Well, but yeah, what, it was good to go to. Oh, we mean, how was the crowd? We're hundred percent going next year. Yeah, we. Oh, I, was, I was so definitely. like leading up to. It, I was like, oh, God, I wish I had tickets and wasn't working. Then, as I kept watching videos and get pictures sent through by Broads and Wabs and that, I was like, Fuck, I'm jealous. Like, Is everybody in the crowd looking a bit dusty by day three? There's a few. There definitely looked like a few sore heads. Definitely, like there was a couple of boys that um, who listened to the pod from Mackay. So shout out to Timmy and Adam. Um, they were down here for yeah. their punters cl- punters club uh, like weekend. So they did all three days. Oh, that's the go, man. An elite should, three our, days. Our that. punters club should do that. Should do that weekend. Get like well, a mansion be, for the weekend, I, or at least one I was of the talking days. To Tim. So you ready? They've got this deal called the Legends Lounge. At it, so you're in it like a box. It's fifteen hundred dollars for the for the three days. But when you think about it, like that's what eighteen hours of, of total footy time. That's all your piss covered. You're in a box, and I think there's nibblies and food that comes around as well. Oh, you wouldn't need. And that. and being called the Legends Lounge is there is there some like um ex um players in there and that as well, or am I just surely surely there'd be surely. some sort of yeah just a pack of legends. Oh, can in we there. look at the that? oracles in there? Can we look at that for? Uh, <laughs> The Punners Club next year? Definitely. I'm keen as. Do they do Legends, um, the Legends thing for one day even? I don't know about that. I have to look into it a bit further, but even like doing it for one day, like it almost be worth it if you're going for oh. like the, the seven hours of, of rugby league that you're going to get. Saturday and get them to put the races on a TV in there as well. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> be so dangerous. Hey, Dano, for the AFL Magic Round, they had it in Adelaide, you said, didn't you? Yeah. Did the ground get chewed up? Well, that's what I was going to ask because in the AFL, they played it at regional grounds in Adelaide and around Adelaide, not at the same ground. But did they ah, play your really? one at the same? It's all at and then didn't it rain in late or something and it fucked the yeah, ground? Yeah, but the, 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 the field was chewed up by Saturday. By Saturday, first Why game. Why they play it at the same ground? Because then it's just in the one stadium. So you don't. they play three games in a row on the, on the Saturday and Sunday and you just don't move. The whole entire time. Two, ga- two games on the Friday. Oh, so you sit in the... You, you, you get to watch three games in a row on the Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, you, you can leave and duck off to Caxon Street as much as you want, but yeah, you got 
access to you can get you can get like pass outs and stuff like that. It's really good. How good's that? Such a good idea, man. Yeah, but I like the AFL concept where they had it at regional grounds, so little towns were having like AFL matches. Yeah, see, that's a sick idea. Yeah, but then don't you you have to travel to see it all? You couldn't do that in Brizzy, like you know. Yeah. No, because I think the best thing about it is you just get to watch it all in the one spot. There's too many pissed people to move that much, you know. Yeah, way too much moving around. I don't know what you mean. A lot of people can, yeah, like go to different matches and yeah, they were (laughs) first and foremost. It's a bender. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty loose. The ground would be. I wonder. Rugby league would fuck a ground more than AFL too. Well, it's smaller ground. I reckon, yeah. Biggest stops. Just, and the hits and that, oh, you know? yeah. Driving the, like, the heels in a fair bit more. I was about to say, um, Suncorp held up way better last year than this year. Did you guys yeah, notice well, remember, that? Remember last year, last, uh, maybe it was to do because, remember how um, Chili Peppers and Post Malone came? Yeah, I got told this that, as well, Bren. Yeah, so they literally just paid to have the whole thing returfed. So maybe the grass hasn't fully, I guess, rooted, if that, yeah. ma- maybe... I'm not. I'm not a grass guy, but um. You are the oracle. <laughs> maybe, maybe that had something to do with the corpse. I don't know. I got told it's because of the concerts as well. That, that you know, because they were laying all those flooring on top of the grass. Yeah, I, worked, I, I, worked, um, I worked as a greenskeeper on a golf course when I was younger. And so, um, do you want to give us? Do you want to give us some insight? <laughs> well, I just well. To be honest, I just used to go around with my mate Reese and rake the bunkers and blow the greens and mow the greens and stuff. It was a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> Drive down a little buggy all day. Oh, speaking of um, groundskeepers, how good was bloody old mate for the Dolphins? The groundskeeper is... Oh, the, the centre. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Yeah, that, what, are they, what are they calling him? Um, Val Meninga, they're calling him? Val Meninga. Yeah, they call him Val Meninga. Val Meninga. You'll love this, Dano. So he he went he came to the he's at the Dolphins and he's like as one of their like reserves, but never on like the you know the bench or anything. But because they got a few injuries and that. So he's a he's a groundskeeper there. But he's like a young fella, but he's come out of rugby union. Oh, so he does play. Kiwi fella. Yeah, he's a, he's a rugby from your rugby union to league. Yeah. And they've said, oh man, he's actually a like a weapon at training, but when we train with him, but it, apparently in the Do- Dolphins doc on Netflix, he's like because he is the groundskeeper there, so it's him like mowing on the right on mowers <laughs> and all this stuff. And he played on the weekend. He played. He played debut, scored two tries, and was an absolute weapon. That is yeah. sick. Like weapon in defence. You should see him. He like looks like a Ford with heaps of mud on him. He's and, he's real chunky, Dano. How old is he? He's really young. Twenty two or twenty one. Yeah, he's oh, pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's Kiwi, full Kiwi. So they did. The, he did the haka afterwards to, the, to Lyon, his family in the crowd. Nathan Lyon was the groundskeeper at the Adelaide Oval too. Yeah, he's the greatest of all time. Oh. oh, that's a real key to success, I think. Get to know the ground really well. You know? Look where you are today, Minga. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking eating the grass before I tee off on the golf course. He's getting who's that? real Matt Rowell. Yeah. yeah, who's that wanker? You, Matt Rowell. He's not a wanker, Minga. Uh, could be mine. <laughs> is he not? I've never, I don't even know who he is. No, he's not a wanker. He's I a, think that's wankerish. Eating a bit of the grass. Eating a bit of the grass becoming, before you Becoming play. one with the field. Matt Rowe took the AFL by storm a couple of years ago. His first th- three games, he got two best on grounds as like an 18-year-old. He was, was brown my favourite for a few rounds. And he, he does some cool shit, you know. He's a, he's a tuck-the-shirt-in kind of operator. High shorts. I love that. Wears career-saver boots, you know, the black Asics. 
I'm sure the rugby career, guys do it. Career savers. <laughs> they call them career savers. They're like big, bulky ASICs because, you know, to, to keep the ankles good. Like, he's just a bit of a dork. <laughs> Never heard of that. Yeah, he's, a, he's an AFL dweeb. He's a, he's a full dork. Well, they're just, but, but eating the grass before you're playing stuff reminds me of like pay, playing um, under fucking 11s when kids are like, there'd be no wind and they'd be kicking in league and like under fucking 10s or whatever. You'd always, no matter where a try was scored, you'd have to kick the conversion from the 10 metre line straight in front. And you'd always see yeah. these kids like grab a piece of grass and throw it in the air like the wind matted or something like that. And I'd just be well, like, they're at the twenty-two. Uh, yeah, but I, I feel like I feel like I feel like if you if you're doing that now, it's got like an eating grass. It's kind of like you. Just I don't reckon like, he knew the camera was on him. I don't think he was doing it to be cool. It was so far before the. Well, game, is he on it? the spectrum? I think he might be. He's just a grass eater, mate. I mean, I'm not saying like you're either a wanker or you're on the spectrum. Like in in a lot of cases, that is the case. No, you can this keep one that, maybe keep that in your back pocket for wanker of the week. If you want. Yeah, righto. I've got a question, boys, for you guys. Yeah. Should have brought it up when the topic was relevant. But I got this got this question off my mate who's a huge listener of the show. So I got four words. Donuts, wank, run, beers. And you want us to wrap. You've got to pick in order the way you would do it going up 6, 12, 18, 24. How you would do those four things. 24 what? Minutes? No, times. <laughs> times? What do you mean run 24 times? Ks. Okay. Drink however many beers. Eat however many donuts. And wank however many times. But it goes right. up It goes up in, in one day. In one day. It, in 24 right. hours, it goes up in sixes. I'd eat six donuts. I'd wank... 12, uh, fuck. I'd wank 18 times. Oh, in then, one day? And then I'd, in one day? And then I'd run 12K. No, no, no. It's not like that, Minga. Oh. It's got to go up. Oh, it's got to go up. Oh, six, yeah, yeah. 12, 18, I'd eat six 24. donuts. And then I'd run 12Ks. And then I'd wank 18 times. And then I'd drink a slab. <laughs> Sounds Easily. like a Saturday for you. <laughs> Is that that all is, the, that's all that before is, race one. That is how I used. To, that, <laughs> that is how I used to spend my Saturdays. Yeah. <laughs> like pack wow. A, little 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 carry pack of Krispy Kremes, and then into yeah, another into Krispy Kreme everywhere. <laughs> Run it off. Yeah, Oracle. What would you do? I'd probably walk six times. I'd run twelve k's. I'd then have 18 beers and then I'd be super hungry, so I'd smash 24 donuts. Yeah, it's not bad. I reckon you'd die <laughs> eating those 24 donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon the worst thing out of that list is eating 24 donuts. <laughs> but sorry. What do you reckon, Corpse? Well, you wouldn't um, Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh. Six wanks, you'd die. Yeah, I know. Six wanks. I'd, I'd have to start with the wanks, obviously. Being a, <laughs> start with the wanks. Um, and then and then I'd run. And then I'd donut. Then I'd be... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to finish with a slab, I reckon. Yeah. Finish on the slab. Yeah, I think I think that's the one. 
<laughs> I thought you would have rang 24 times. Me, I, well, I could. It'd just be <laughs> no, nothing, nothing but dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd have to wank on the hour, I reckon, Minga. Mid-run. <laughs> wank nah. while running, while eating donuts. Anyway, that's a good question. Yeah, anyway, thought I'd put that one out there. I didn't mind it. Um, Nate Diaz, Jake Paul. Anyone watch the Wayans? Boo. Not yeah. Wayans like a yeah, I did. face yeah. off. Yeah. Fuck, it was pretty funny. Have you seen it, Miguel? Uh yeah, I did. I saw the face off. Yeah. Uh yeah, where they were just like kind of putting their hands around each other weirdly. Yeah. Are we gonna give this any air time ever? You'll go if you talk about it. No, no, I don't have that I much to hate, say. I just, I just hate Do we do we hate the concept or do we I like just the hate concept? YouTube boxes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how Nate's gonna go unboxing. I hope Nate wipes his ass. Yeah, same. I just can't see Nate yeah. knocking him out. But no. he just doesn't, like he, he'll hit punches and bunches, but he's got cardio for days, but he doesn't have pe- big power punches, you know? But he's but he's, he's fucking battle weary, you know? He probably loses, doesn't he? I doubt it. You reckon he'll win? I'm not, I would never sit here and say that Jake Paul's going to beat Nate Diaz in any fight. I just, I just don't like. I just, if I want to watch fights, I don't want to watch the Paul brothers fight. Nah, that's why I just find it hard to fucking Talk care about it. it. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many good fights on. Like it's, a, I just, oh yeah. Anyway, I won't get into it. <laughs> yeah, righto. So fuck Jake Paul. <laughs> yeah. I think so. That's the end of it. Yeah, that's what we've got. Um, now, Minga has Buller. You've got to bring him up. He's been arrested. He's been a naughty little boy. Now, if he gets arrested, if he was to go to jail, does he go to a boy's home or <laughs> does he go to a man's jail? A boy's home? Yeah. It's a little boy's home. <laughs> yeah. I think he goes to a zoo. <laughs> Is a zoo... I guess it's like prison for animals. But they're not really convicted of anything, are they? Maybe you're just being too weak for the wild, so they say. Who would you put him in with? Yeah, like that's, the, that's, the emperor penguin. That's the question I've got. That's the question. That's the question I've got for you, Dano. If, if you if Hasbulla was going to get locked up in the zoo, what animals would you put him? In? I don't mind the emperor penguins. I think that's perfect corns. It would be a bit cold, would it? Although he is yeah. from a, a dagger. Yeah, they'd have rug him up. Yeah. Put him in a wetty. <laughs> Put him in a little puffer jacket. Mika, yeah. what do you reckon he'd say to the penguins? A little puffer vest. I'd want to put him in with some Russian penguins. <laughs> oh, no, those penguins would be violent. <laughs> Russians one. Those Russian penguins have a chip on their shoulder. <laughs> Yeah, so he got done for what? What was it, Mega Burnouts? Doing burnouts on the street. Does he? I don't know if he. I don't think he was doing the burnouts. Yeah, I think could he, he was drive? The, I think he was sitting in, sitting on someone's lap in the passenger seat. <laughs> yeah, that, I think it was <laughs> someone's. The booster was someone's crotch. That's how he. That's how he sits. He sits in there. What about that other? Uh, the other one that called him out. Oh, oh, the big, the big bubbly eyes. Yeah, bro, and the big like hook nose. What the hell is that? That was a weird looking one. That was like it. Did it? I actually didn't watch that with any audio. Did anybody watch that with audio? 
I haven't seen it. Oh, have you not, have you not seen is it? Is this the one from yeah, ages we, ago? Should we not, play it? Not that long ago. I remember like the other little fella who was always at him. It was in the ring and he and he said he wanted to like fight Hezbollah. Oh, he's not a professional fighter, is he? He's actually, isn't he another Hezbollah? Yeah, he's another Hezbollah. Oh, I've, seen, I've seen the other Hezbollah have a go at him in an interview and they sock at each other a bit like... No, this was in the ring and it was like a proper call out. I don't know if the other guy had fought. Did he fight Minga? No. Um, it was this little weird looking guy. He had like these real like big bug eyes that kind of looked like if somebody punched them, they'd explode. <laughs> Which is a weird thing to say, but that's what was kind of that's what I was thinking about looking at his eyes. And then uh, he had like a big hook nose. I think he possibly was like Indian or something. And he said, "Did you listen to the audio?" I, I didn't. Yeah, I, I think I listened to it. I think Oracle sent it to us, didn't he? Uh, Did you send that through Oracle? No, I don't think. I think someone else sent it was, through. I think it was me. Oh, we got to find it, me. We got to play it. Get this up. Pretty weird. What's he, what's his name? I can't get any last name. Just hash. But just hash. So his 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 Instagram handle is hash underscore the and then one is as a number. Uh, He's got weird shit all over his Instagram. Jeez, I, I honestly that guy is more annoying than Hezbollah. Oh yeah, I hope Hezbollah. Bust his eyeballs open. <laughs> <laughs> like, but he looks a bit, he's a bit bigger than Hasbulla, yeah? <laughs> no. Is he not? Oh, maybe. Looks like a little Jack B. They'd be fighting at 40 pounds. <laughs> how, apparently, he's a, apparently he's a comedian. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Ha- uh, how, how old is this guy? His name's Hasha Ahmed. He's 25. Who's yeah, Hasha Ahmed, who is popularly known as Hash the the, the one, decided to avenge Magomedov's cat, or whatever that means. I think so he's a book. Pakistani who lives in in Canada. Oh, and well, he, he, charge, he charges people twenty dollars to insult your friends. Oh, on like cameo or something. Well, look, I know I said before that there's so many good fights on. Why would we want to talk about the Paul brothers? Has Buller? But <laughs> we've just dropped again. Well, this one I can entertain. Has Buller oh, is 18 kilos, 40 pounds. I was actually right. He's 40 pounds. He's 102 centimeters tall. So he's three foot four. Has Buller? He's smaller than I thought. 18 he, kilos. He's like a. He's like a. Like a four year old, I guess. Big as a four-year-old. How old is Paula? Do we know Minga? Nineteen. Is he? Yeah. Not 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 um. He, weird, he, he wouldn't go older. to jail, but yeah. Where would you send? Not him? a lot. Not a lot. Surprisingly, not a lot on the internet about this um, Hasha guy. Hmm. Don't know. 
Uh-huh. Interesting. So, yeah, well, hopefully we see that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, Imran Khan, Mingo, what's the go with that? Oh, our boy Imran's just obviously uh, just caught up in a lot of corruption over there. Not corruption of his own, just corruption by the, uh, I think it's like the military over there or something. Um and whoever the people are trying to run that country. So they've just arrested him. And there's riots, wild riots in the streets of Pakistan by all of Imran Khan's supporters. We've been over it before. He's like the only genuine like um, politician they've had try to run the country in years. And then he's just getting fucking arrested and shit and put in jail for just trying to do the right thing. Did you hear what the aftermath happened, lads? What's happened? So in Pakistan, they had to like cut, turn off mobile data services mm. so people couldn't communicate because the country went into disarray. Like they had to shut schools. There was like protests on the highway and all this sort of shit. And then apparently there was like worldwide protests in like the UK, the US, Canada, and a few other countries as well. Yeah, they because they love him. Like the Pakistani yeah. people love him because he's the only hope at like um, having a decent government they've had in a you know probably forever and mm. yeah he's just getting so is he going for president over there? is it president or is it a prime minister sort of set up uh, is he going for leader i feel like we've looked this up before yeah he yeah he was at one point but then he got kicked out um yeah so it is a, it is the president of pakistan they have a president and that's what he's going for now again no i don't think so i well i he's in jail now yeah, it's insane. It's just fucking... The what did he say when you mad. spoke to him? Uh, he was calm, collected. Israel, in, in, uh, fuck. Inran, calm. Yeah, and he, uh, he, said he's, he said when he gets out, he's happy to come on the pod. Calm, yeah. calm. It's just, it's such a shame. He's like, he's such a fucking legend. It's just such a shame to see like some bloke... Like a Nelson Mandela, just trying to do the right thing by his country, and the majority. That's the weird thing, though. I don't know what happens over there, is because it seems like the majority of people over there are behind him, but there's just these people in power that are just stopping it from happening. They're so corrupt. Yeah, it's the governments in all those countries are not. Sounds bad saying all those countries, but a lot of those countries are so corrupt. You know, doesn't matter if you're the power of people. I think the majority of countries really. Yeah, but that's. That's like next level corruption, you know? Mm. Doesn't matter if everyone votes for him. It's like, oh, well, we'll just try to shoot him. So I was thinking when we did, uh, we've always done like the national dishes of countries and we've done Pakistan's before. But I was thinking it was probably more fitting that um, when we talk about these countries in depth like we do, uh, we maybe just touch on what their national sport is. Pakistan. It'd be it, it'd be shooting. It'd be cricket. Oh. oh, what do you reckon it is? Cricket. Cricket. No, not so. No, they they're um. I won't they're say really it again. Hockey. Yeah, it's hockey. Yeah, remember they've made the finals a That's couple right. of times. That's right. Yeah, they Is it hockey, Minga? Yeah, it is. That's weird. They're actually fucking pretty good at cricket. They've won the World Cup and the Olympics before. The Olympics. Yeah. How do you win the Olympics? And they're a good. Cop- at, they're good at squash too. How do you win the Olympics? Oh, in hockey. You can- 
They get, they get the most medals. You man. get the most medals, man. Yeah, you use the most steroids. Generally, you have it in your country, and then you don't let the steroid testing affect your um, because you're running the testing. I guess you don't let it affect your Usage. athletes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Russia and China are good at it. America's probably pretty good at it too. Yeah. But yeah, apparently they're good at squash as well. That's pretty random. Yeah, wouldn't have thought. But yeah. Have you guys uh have you guys heard the little Volk call out? Well Corbs, you obviously have because you told us about it. Straight after, yeah. How does anyone call out that man? Not after that performance anyway. Like, it was a good performance. He definitely looks Sterling looks like he's getting better every fight as well, but you can't call out Volk. Not after a split decision win. Nah. Nah, even Triple C said it before leading into the fight. He's like, um, once I beat, once I... um, He had all these grand plans. Yeah, he's like, once I beat that, I'll, I'll then move up a division and then I'm going to take Volks. Then I'm going to defend it that one more time. Then I'll call it in. So, I think, on. Will that be the end for Triple C? Nah, nah. Surely now that he's back in the thing, he should have a couple more, two more, I reckon, at least. Yeah, well, I think he's going to fight that Marab. That's really, which would be good. What, so what did you think of Bilal's performance, Dano? Well, am I going to be honest, Minga? Yeah. I, I travelled back from Melbourne to Byron during the time of the fight. And I haven't even watched it. You haven't, haven't watched it? I haven't watched well, it. Well, you haven't missed much. I know. It was so shit. And I know Gilbert Burns did his shoulder. Yeah, he did his shoulder when he tried to take him down. In the but I also know side. that... Bilal's going one way. <laughs> That's to the top. Bilal. He's my guy. He's so unlikable. We look Everything. the same. We look the same. We fight the same. <laughs> Everything about him is so unlikable. We're winners. Just from the way he fights, I don't think he, you know, just to also just what he says after fights. It's so hard. It's I don't know. Like it's it's pretty obvious why the crowd always boos him and doesn't get around him. There's just nothing likable about it. I think if he gets the sh- the, the winner of Colby and um, Leon, uh, if it's Leon, he's going to get lit up again like the last fight they had. But just th- that'd be that'd be good for Leon. But like I reckon if he beats Colby, which I reckon Leon does beat Colby, um, I reckon feed him Bilal then. Like, because then, you know, big another big money fight, do it in the UK. Like, just do it, because then the, there's that sort of backstory. I don't know. That's just... I'm happy for did it we, to we, Did we find what Bilal's background is, Minga? Uh, yeah, he's Iranian. Iranian. Iranian-American. Yeah. Sorry, no. Palestinian-American. Palestinian-American. Yeah. I like him. Palestinian-American. I like everything about him. Yeah, it's weird. No one else does. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, right. So what do we got? Uh, we had something else we were going to talk about. A uh, couple of wankers? We're gonna ta- oh, yeah, but uh, our compounding bet, we're going to do that again. Yeah, after we're, we were just about to talk about... It's taken, actually, a, it's taken a while for us to uh, shake that off. Yeah, just shake off the, the um, shame. Yeah. There's a bit of yeah. shame around it. What do we have? We had up to 460 and we put it on Cowboys uh, to beat Dolphins. And yeah, yeah. And the Dolphins are just... Now, one of the bogey teams I will never bet on. Like, I'll never bet in a game that they're in. Same with Warriors. I never bet on a game that the Warriors are in. Yeah. And that's been like a two to three year rule for me, actually. <laughs> and um, 
All right, so now you're, we're going to force you to pick an AFL leg yeah, every that's week. Fine. That's fine. Um, I'm happy to pick, boys. I'm, I'm, I'm because you seemed a bit scared last time we did oh, this. Yeah, I just didn't want to let anyone down, but it's fine. It was round one. It was round one. Back, back yourself, Demo. <laughs> we're in now. There's a bit of form around. All right, so let's go. Let's go through this then. Like, let's pick the NRL one. Um, what do you What do you think, Corbs? Because uh, well, you're not going to like mine. Yeah, we're I, not going to go with. I mine. know what yours is, and I'm. I just can't. I can't, I can't. I've, That's I've, fine. That's fine. I don't deserve it. Oh, it's my fault. We, it's my fault. We no, lost no, no. the last time. Well, it's just the same team again as well. Are I we going? It's <laughs> <laughs> the Cowboys. It's a similar situation. Cowboys yeah. versus St. George. Oh, that's fuck. that's what I'd be. That, Is value playing any part in the bet? I uh, think so. Uh, like a, like a little bit. Of, uh, so we're not betting on $1.10 favourites. Well, I, like. Well, the thing is. If we What's want to throw an extra dollar ten one that? in, we can just do that anyway. Especially at the start, I don't mind getting like, a little bit loose at the start. Like yeah, the, okay. the surest thing in this round is probably definitely rabbit. I guess it's definitely rabbit. The dollar fifteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I think they're gonna kill them. Yeah, dollar fifteen though. That's like you know you throw that, that in, but for a bit of meat, don't you? You throw it in. You do throw it in for a bit of meat. So we'll add that in anyway. That's a meat. That's just a. That's a ticket to the meat tray. That's mm. a, just a that's an extra that's an extra forty tickets to the meat tray. That is. Uh, so, what else do you like, Corbs? In the, in this NRL, I've got two others that I think are very good bets. Um, I think the Penrith Panthers against the Roosters are a really Great good ball, bet. Corbs. I just been watching the Roosters every week, and they've they stink. Got, they've got superstars around the park, and they stink. They you don't st- think they played well against the Warriors? A week ago, um, they kept the Warriors to zero. Yeah, the very depleted Warriors who are on a six-day turnaround. I, I guess, they, I guess in New Zealand, I guess they played pretty well there. But, um, mate, they just got pumped on the weekend. They scored one try in like the seventieth yeah. minute. I just think they're a dang, they're a dangerous side to bet against. I just especially think, when their backs are against the wall. I just think Penrith at home. I think Penrith are still playing. Pretty good footy, except for obviously last week wasn't the best. But yeah, I definitely think I think that's like a bit of a lock for me. Another one I really like is um, I think the Sharks would have had a big shock on the weekend. I don't, I don't think they really ran on the field. Um, I think they thought it was going to be a whitewash. I think they come back and smash this um terrible Sea Eagles pack. Uh, they're, 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 without Jake Trebojevic, the Fords have no direction. That showed on the weekend. The Broncos absolutely smoked the Eagles. Um, I it could have probably been by more even. Um, so I reckon the Sharks smashed the Eagles as well. Um, Thing that worries me about that is it's Manly at home, and they're no a, another team with their back against the wall where they have to they have to lift. If, they're just so shit. What, but what? Yeah, they are shit. But what? But look at what they did against the Storm that. That week, a couple of a couple had, of rounds ago, they had at a full home. strength team. They had Jake Trebojevic as well, who was probably the standout player in that game. He's he's a leader amongst he's yeah. a leader amongst um, leaders, and he he's a pivotal forward leader. You know, like he he organizes their defense line, he organizes their attack, everything. Um, what do you think, Oracle? I think this. I think the Sharks. It's the wake up call they needed because they were riding real like the that high horse, they were demolishing teams. And I think they needed that wake-up call um, on the weekend. 
So I think they're going to come out and absolutely brain them. And again, we've got to remember like players like Nico Hines, he's playing for an origin slot, which gets, is it announced this Sunday, the squads or next Sunday? Oh, uh, no, it next... it's announced in the next two weeks. Yeah, next when Sunday, yeah, I think. It's, it's, yeah. remember, remember they announced the squads on that Sunday after the last round? Yeah. So, like, I just feel like I would almost say the Sharks 13 plus. Yeah, know, that's, that's what I'm definitely thinking. If we're going to go the Sharks, plus. okay, so if we're going to go the Sharks and we've already got the bunnies in there at $1.15, how about we shore this thing up and give the Sharks a start and try and get, like, another $1.15 on it? Oh, like really positively go it. Yeah, I think so. Because I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't lock that. Can I ask a question about this compound? Can I ask a question about the compound, Ben? Can we have a like a goal? Yeah. A cash out. Ten thousand. Ten thousand dollars. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're fucked. Um. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, what grand. about what about this? What about sharks with? Oh, it's a, ten grand. I reckon we get to ten grand. Yeah, it's ten grand. <laughs> what do you think about um? What do you okay? What do you think about this then? Sh- bunnies and sharks with a eight point five point start. So that'd be a dollar thirty five for those two. I'd almost take eight and a half off them. What about <laughs> seven point five? <laughs> what we'll do is we'll rub this up and um. Okay, no, nah, all right, fine. Well, no, nah, you guys, it's... What do you think, Con? Do, do you reckon we give them a start, Oracle? I'm just looking at, like, the, the lines at the moment because the weather in Sydney's nice this weekend from memory. So the Sharks, the Sharks line is minus four and a half. Oh, I wouldn't do it. You don't reckon? What, nah. what, about, what about just Sharks just straight out, $1.54? The Sharks is straight out is as low as I'd go because I just think, the thing about teams that are like under all this pressure to perform like Manly because they've had two shocking weeks, then they come home. How many times do you see them just lift and get over the top of better teams in those situations? Like I think it happens all the time and it has happened a fair bit this year. That's why I would want to give them a start. That's the only thing. But um, we can happy, give them a start. happy to go outright if that's what if you guys If we're going to go start, would, what, what's six and a half playing? Just six and a half start. So one try. Uh, it'll be, hang on. Uh, well, six and a half start to the Sharks is dollar twenty-two. So you add that in with the Rabbitohs, a dollar fifteen, and you've got dollar forty. Yep, done. Um, so AFL, what do you got for us, Dano? I've got two. I've got Geelong to beat Richmond on Friday night, dollar thirty-two. Right. Oh. Nice. Good call, Dano. And I've got Brisbane to beat Essendon at $1.26. Love it. Oh, take yeah. either. Would you throw the pies in there if it was just a warmer as well? Another pie warmer? <laughs> <laughs> just a little warmer? Is that, an, a, is that a pie warmer on Sunday there? Mm, it probably is. Collingwood versus GWS. Mm, it's a pie warmer. I think they, yeah. Is that a pie warmer? Flog Melbourne to beat Hawthorne's probably more of a pie warmer. That's a dollar ten. Oh, do you want to chuck that in? Yeah, Hawthorne last week looked fucked. I watched the last quarter. And it was like, I thought, I don't know what I was watching. Chuck that in as a bonus corpse. Did you Melbourne. think you were watching WAFL? Oh, worse. Mm. I mean, worse. They, they were fucking scrambled. They, they, at one stage, I watched them give up. I was like, oh, this is fucked. I reckon go Melbourne and you could probably nearly go Melbourne, Geelong and Brisbane. No, no, hang on, hang I on. I like don't, that. Don't get Just ahead of yourself. Just for the start. We're not going five Big legs. five leg multi. 
Dano. Yeah. Do you think it's a real simple round to pick? Yeah, it is. What about, Outside what about, of the Carlton Doggies game? Yep. I think it's really simple. It was like last week. Last week, what, Even the odds are fucking simple. What about, what about Adelaide, Adelaide St. Kilda? St. Kilda? Yeah. That's In a Adelaide. Adelaide. That's a hard Adelaide. One. Aren't the Saints playing real well? No. I would put Adelaide over St. Kilda in the hard time. Dano was giving him a rap two weeks ago, St. Kilda. No, nah, the St. Kilda are doing really well. But they're, I reckon they're at similar levels, those two clubs. Adelaide maybe a tad ahead. Adelaide's the home ground. All right, Adelaide Dano, home. I'm going to leave this with you. So you want to you want to throw in a pie warmer? I want to put three in. Okay, yeah. what are they? Oh, I, love, I love he's gone from nothing to three. Let's fucking do it. Go Geelong. Yeah. Melbourne is the pie warmer. And Brisbane. No. <laughs> Melbourne pie is the pie warmer. The pie warmer has to be the pies. Collingwood, Collingwood are due to lose a game. They're not playing that well at the moment. I don't like that Essendon were on top of the table a couple few rounds ago or something, and now you no no Essendon are dog shit Minga. Brisbane to beat and them. Brisbane don't lose in Brisbane. They've lost like no. one in the last twenty at Brisbane. Yeah. Okay. All Just, right. Yeah. So, so what is that? Got, what does that give well, us? Well, we've got five right. legs. Yeah, I'll add them all up. Here we go. Two seventy five. That all? No. Yeah, well, a few pie warmers in there. There's a couple of pie warmers in there. All right, so there we go. That's a good start. Yeah, I got two. Wow. South outright, Cronulla, six points, five point start. Melbourne, pie warmer. Geelong to beat Richmond. Brisbane to beat Essendon. This is good. How hard are we going on this? 100 bucks. Let's start with 100. Have we got money? Yeah, well, well, you guys need to. We'll just a little transfer in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll chuck it on. I'll just see if I get better odds through one of them. But um, oh, speaking of the AFL, Dan, do you have anything to talk about with the AFL this week? No, nothing too exciting other than the Matty Rowe eating the grass thing. Well, should we get? Do we, does anyone have a wanker of the week nomination? Uh, I'd, I've got one. <laughs> Dan, what about what about Kucky and calling out all the AFL journalists oh. about recycling his stories? Oh, I'd love to give it to Kaki. Kaki just <laughs> Kaki's actually could be nominated here. So, oh. so <laughs> Richmond got a got a boom recruit, right? Uh, Tim Taranto from GWS. Tim Taranto is pretty good. He won a best and fairest there. I'm pretty Tim sure. Tim the Tarantula, Taranto, Taranto, Tarantula. <laughs> Kaki, Kaki was anti the Tarantula <laughs> trade. So Kaki now has to. Barrack for his narrative, you know, what we talk about. So he just shreds Taranto any chance he gets. And then he labelled Taranto as not in the top 150 players in the AFL like two weeks ago. <laughs> what did he, sorry, did he, did he name 150 in the top? Or now, did he just say that guy wasn't? He just said he wasn't. He oh, named 150 players and left him out. <laughs> sorry, I didn't word that very well. Number, n- number top five. Kucky. <laughs> <laughs> so Kucky was just shredding him and said, I wouldn't have him in, in the top 150 players. And he would be in the top 150, but Kucky's just saying stupid shit. Dale Thomas used to play for Collingwood, called him out on the radio. Kucky, Kucky went back. Dale Thomas has now shredded cuck today on, on a radio station. <laughs> Said that he's losing... Shredded cuck. He's losing, <laughs> he's losing respect with these outrageous calls. Um, so... I feel like Kuck, Kuck may get a vote this week. 
Can we keep voting for him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can do what we, we want. We can. Uh, w- uh, yeah, so he's the front runner at the moment. Yeah, but I've got an actual another nomination, and it's Tank Davis. Yeah, what did he do? I just think he's a high level wanker. He's been done for. He's been charged for a hit and run incident. He assaulted his wife. Oh, not a, not this again. No, no, he's already done that. <laughs> Was he nominated for the for the wife? Nah, thing? No, nah. he didn't. That, it'd be, so not, it'd be it's old just, news. It's just a shame. Every week, there's somebody fucking committing domestic. It's so violence. shit. Have we um seen? Have you guys seen the footage of Tank and his wife? They're at like a, a basketball game. It looks like some sort of. I don't think it's. I don't think it's NBA or anything. A short uppercut. He grabs her, drags her, because they've broken up. It's, I think it's his ex-wife. Drags her out. She's screaming. There's there's arms and shit going everywhere. Like it's a full thing. Uh, it had to get. He had to get dragged away. Like they had to get dragged away from each other. And I don't. I think he got off. Nah, fucking give it to him. Yeah. So ah, uh, sorry, tank. Tank's What's his Mike. name? Geronimo Davis. Javonte? Javonte. That's not a name. He's my vote. Yep, done. What do you got? Seal it. Nah. Well, yeah, it's obviously if there's two, it's pretty has much done. I like, asked I like any, has anybody asked any children to suck their tongues? Not this week. Not, not this week. week. <laughs> well, that, that, I'll go with Davis then. I'm with Kucky, but only because I want to get Kuck on there three times. <laughs> Oracle, you got any? I got my little smoke. He was Jason Parrish, who's like, he's the he's like the the CEO, I think, of um, like one of the major telco companies in New Zealand. So he's pretty much called out all the referees that have had been refereeing Warriors games and calling them like cheats. And like it's it's been um, apparently had a few wines under his belt, and he went to Twitter and and yeah. He went a bit to town, so now there's a bit of heat on him about this, calling out the referees. And I think from memory I heard the referees thinking about suing him about something. I don't know what it is. But, yeah, I'm just not a fan of how he's gone about all this. Yeah. and Sounds like a sore loser. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. Exactly but, right. but I don't know if I can give him wanker of the week over the other blokes because I've probably been known to scream out that the refs are cheating in, in many Origin games over the years. <laughs> And and that's where like mine mine feels quite minor compared to um to particularly Tank Davis the wanker. <laughs> <laughs> All there right, Tank's is. got it. Tank's got it. Cuck will be back. He'll be back. He's uh, not going anywhere. Honorable mention to Cuck. He's paying a dollar three, I reckon. He's a pie warmer for wanker of the year. He's oh, pie warmer. <laughs> chuck him in a multi just to warm it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Oracle, let's get into the races now. I'm very excited for the Brisbane Carnival. Uh, some of the Brisbane races coming up. Yeah, first the group ones. Yeah, I'm fucking so keen. I love it. I love the Brisbane Carnival. Um, oh, yeah, I love it. Um, now, before we get into that, let's get some bet reflections, shall we? So Participator was the Sneaky Friday uh, tip that you gave for any of the listeners that were on getting there early. There's sometimes a Friday tip, and that one saluted like an absolute beauty. Oh. It was good, wasn't it? Four dollars, four dollars. I think we when we threw it out. So I think it came into about two forty, two fifty. So I was met with some market support. So I don't think I was the only one to see the the run last start, and obviously look at the stats at the track and trip. So 
It was a good win, wasn't it? Yeah, that was sensational. That's what we love. A few of the listeners got on, got a few messages, so that was good to see. Uh, and then we had short shorts in the last, at, was it Rose Hill on the weekend? Um, it was, wasn't Rose Hill. Where was Sorry, it? Gosford. That's the one. Um, I thought the run was huge. I went back. I didn't get to watch it because I, I forget where I was on the Saturday afternoon, but I missed that race. But I ended up going back doing the replays. And apparently this is where I was just on the punning Putting intelligence app, which gives you like the final sectional. So Flag of Honor's final 200 was the fastest of the meeting. So it actually, it took the fastest final 200 metres of the meeting to actually catch short short. So I thought the run was enormous. And the horse actually backs up this weekend in the in the dark jewel, which is the feature race that's going. And that was one you put in the quaddy too, that Flag of Honor. Um, yeah. But actually, did you hear what happened to it? No, what happened? It bled out of both nostrils, which is the second time in its career, so it's now been banned from racing. Banned altogether? Wow. Yeah, so it can, the only country it can go and race in now, I think, is the States because they don't have the laws. That's crazy. Like the UK and us. Yeah. What Pretty sad for a horse that had all this ability and it's just bled both times. What's happened? What so caused what it mean? to bleed out of its nostrils? throat abnormality sort so of if they, if they detect If they detect bleeding coming out of the nostrils, there's some sign of, like, trauma. That's occurred probably most likely cardiovascular. And what ends up happening, it's a mandatory three month ban. They need to be scoped and assessed by the vets and all that kind of stuff and then cleared for racing. And then if they bleed again, then it's it's a ban from racing for life. And so, they, the, so they should. It's for the horse's welfare more than anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's a shame, but definitely can't keep racing a horse that's yeah. bleeding from the nostrils. Um, yeah. Now Bella, our girl Bella Nipatina. Oh, uh, well, she was met. She was met with support, oh. wasn't she? She think she started with a three in front of her name, and then um, I just think potentially the the prep, all the travel, which was a little bit of a concern. Um, we I think we spoke on that. I think that just caught up with her. Even though I think they're pressing on towards a, a Brisbane carnival potentially. I'm not sure, um, but. Uh, Huge run from Ruthless Dame, who's the stable mate. Um, can't question it. It was a great ride from Johnny Allen, and she was awesome. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was watching that race, I was concerned pretty much the whole way because I felt like she was sitting too close to the speed that looked hot. And yeah, and it just made it a re- look like a really tough run. Like, coming to that corner, even though Malum had her in the clear... I was just thinking, God, she has to be panels above these horses to win after a run like that. She was just so, way too close to that hot speed, I think, because the winner came from the um, sitting off it a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she looked to be labouring. She she looked to be really labouring around that bend, and then when he gave her gave her a hit of the whip, she just didn't seem to respond like she did over in Perth. So I I just think maybe she's ended in the run. She's she's finished. She's She's ready to go out for a spell. I don't know. Well, Kieran Murray, Dave Nuisance will know what to do, but I certainly echo your thoughts with with seeing her not so good in the run, definitely. Yeah. Now, d- sh- let's go to Doombin then, shall we? Yeah, so let's go to Doombin. So I think tomorrow we get some showers in the afternoon here in Brisbane and then we've got showers on Saturday, um, Friday, Saturday, I think. Now, I don't think they're expecting a huge amount of rain. I think it's between 10 and 15 mils, so it'll probably be on and off. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if we're dealing maybe with a heavy, depending on this rain, potentially on like a heavy eight, soft seven to start the day. And then no doubts if, if we don't get any rain and we get decent condition, it might dry out. 
but I'm banking on probably a soft six, soft seven. Okay. And uh, you want to touch on these feature races? Yeah, well, so this is, like I said before, this is probably the first group one of the Queensland Carnival. And then we've got a couple of, um, like, build-up or, or um, I'm trying to remember the term, but like the, the lead-up races, sorry, to, to some of the group one. So we've got the Spirit of Boom Classic, which is race five, which is one of the main lead-ups to the JJ Atkins. We've then got the Chairman's Handicap over 2,000 metres, which is a Doom and Cup lead-up. The Rough Habit over 2,000 metres, which is a Derby lead-up. And then, of course, we've got the, the 10,000. Yeah, right. So the Race 5, the Spirit of Boom Classic, what are these? Uh, these are the two-year-olds, are they? Yeah, so these are the, the two-year-olds. So you probably see a few a few familiar names in there in Empire of Japan and Sovereign Fund who, who ran around early in the year in the Magic Millions Classic. Yep, yep, Empire of Japan. Yep. Yeah, and then you've got a couple of other horses. There's... Um, a uh, few horses coming out of the Dipsy Doodle race um, that was raced at Rose Hill on the 29th of April, which is just one of those two-year-old handicaps. So you'll have a look here. Dipsy Doodle won the race. It was a heavy nine that day. And then you had Thunderlips, Ducasi. Um, Sovereign Fund was in that race, as was Armed Forces. So you can see that quite a few horses are actually coming out of that race, which is, which is interesting. Now, a lot of the form was on that heavy deck. So if we're in a heavy deck, I think if you if you look at the the two, the Ducasi and Thunderlips are probably the two best that handled the heavy going. Um I think I don't think Sovereign Funders is deserves to be five fifty ahead of Thunderlips, despite um despite having more runs under under its belt. Uh, the interesting thing is that J Mac has ridden Empire of Japan before and was had a very big opinion of it, as did has he with Sovereign Fund, and then he's opted to ride this Armed Forces, which is quite interesting. Yeah, that's are we, weird. Oracle, are we predicted? Yeah. Are we predicted a fair bit of rain? Did you say? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say it, they predicted about fifteen mils, so I'm not sure what to say. But again, we can never trust these um, meteorologists, so mm. it'll be one of those things that I, I wouldn't suggest take take any early plays now. Lawyers, Just wait and see lawyers and meteorologists, so. I would never trust them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's interesting that J Max jumped on this armed forces. So I don't know. He's he's. He's open 13, hasn't really been met with any support. But the interesting thing in that race where the Dipsy Doodle race, so he he started, uh, he opened around four bucks and then floated around the $6, $6 mark. So he didn't really have any kind of market support, but that may be them just knowing that he didn't handle the heavy going. Mm, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's an interesting race. Now, obviously, uh, uh, Ducasi was the, the flashing light in that run, but it was out the back. It was in a smaller field, and it came down the better going, in my opinion. So I think it was entitled to finish off really, really well. Um, it does handle the, the heavy going, definitely, and, and one of our boys, uh, Nash Riller, is on, which is a really good thing. But I don't know. There's a few untapped horses that we're not sure about up here in Queensland as well. So I don't want to say anything in this race. Um, I don't really have a tip for this race either. I'm, I'm quite glad it, it's on a quaddy leg. Extra leg with Nash on board, so I might be going yeah. with that. Yeah. Now, see what happens. The chairman's race six. Yeah, so this is a race for over 2,000 metres. It's a group three. So like I said, it's one of the lead-ups to the Doom and Cup. Now, having a look at this field, it's bloody tough, isn't it? I think yeah. we've got, what, six horses under uh, under double-digit odds? Yeah, wow. 
I would not have a clue what to do, Oracle. To be honest, I looked at this race and I tried to like decipher something or try and come up with the edge, but I couldn't. I think Sefi certainly gets a jockey upgrade. Like I always say, Brody Louis is a really, really good jockey up here in Brisbane, but Nash is just something else. Yeah. And Nash was the last horse to win on him in that Doncaster prelude. Um, sorry, that um, uh, the Ajax, sorry, uh, which got him into the Doncaster. Kelly Poor was. All right behind Serpentine in that small field last start over the 2,200 metres. Uh, Yonkers, I think, won this race last year, gets J-Mac, but I thought he was quite poor in that mile race um, at Doombin on 22nd of April. And then I feel like Nerve... Uh, Nerve uh, I'm not sure about it. So you can see where I'm going with this, where I'm just struggling to, to actually find an edge and Oracle, hold on, man. We've just lost you. Hold on, give me a sec. Oh. Hang on, you're back. Start again from where you're just um, struggling to... Nerve, not verb. Sorry, what did you say? So, yeah, nerve. I feel like nerve, not verb has been up forever. You've got London Banker, who was just sound in that, um, that tail stakes behind Skyman. Um, like, you could... Like, I'm really struggling to find some sort of edge here with this particular race. And if you're playing quaddies, I'd be going extremely wide because we'll be able to cut it um, a little bit shorter in the in the next three legs. Okay, so you got you want you got numbers for that one or what do you honestly, mean? if you field. honestly field. just field it. Field. Just okay. field it. Yeah. Field that. So And just pray and hope Wild Chapel Red Wave get up. Yeah, right, done. So Race seven, the rough race habit seven, plate. Which is the rough habit. So this is the, the main derby lead up for the Queensland derby. Now, um, obvious obvious first uh, first horse that we're going to touch on is Kovalika, who was enormous last start in the Queensland Guineas over the mile there, Eagle Farm. Now, I tipped perfect thought. I said go a one by three and... Kovalika got him in the absolute last strides after a perfect ride from Nash for Willa. I think Timmy Clark um, was very unlucky on perfect thought, and I don't think he had, if he didn't have such an arduous run in transit getting to the front, I think he probably would have won that race. Um, I think Kovalika is a wonderful chance, and I think, honestly, if we're looking at purely from a danger perspective, I think the only other dangerous stroke of luck. Yeah, right. Oh, you don't think um, the vows at all with the better game? I like the vows. The the vows is good. I definitely thought he was finishing off nicely. I thought Kovalika had him covered though. Yeah, gotcha. Even despite the gate. Even despite the gate, yeah. I yeah, thought fair I enough, thought Kovalika, Kovalika Kovalika had drew a much wide as well. Yeah, Kovalika had a much tougher run in transit last prep and still had the vows covered. So I just feel like stand that one out then. Yeah, no, I've been putting Stroke of Luck in there with Nash on board. So, okay, Stroke nice. of Luck, if you go back through the prep, he's probably better suited on soft and good going rather than heavy going because he ran in our, in the ATC derby. He did run eight of, of 18, about five lengths behind Major Beal. Um, he actually crossed the line with, with Pericles, who, who's, who's quite a good horse. Um, not far off sharp and smart. Um, so I think I think he's probably a good chance. And I really, really liked his trial on the 1st of May with Chad on board. So if you go back and watch it, it was over the 1,200 metres. He was sitting probably um, just off midfield and he just trucked to the lighter under no riding. Now, So Dazzling was in that race also. 
um, who's down there at $9 chance, number 16 with Williams on board. But I felt like stroke of luck trialed better. And I think it can sit quite handy from barrier three. Because I think if, you, if you're looking at purely from a speed map perspective, I think stroke of luck will be ahead of Kovalika and um, uh, the vows in run. So uh, I honestly think that he's going to have the map advantage of them. And I think he's going to have a lot of residual fitness coming back off that ATC derby. Okay, nice. nice. So what do you think for quaddy numbers? Just one and five. I've got them. One Ooh, and five. Okay. Very interesting. Now, let's go to race eight, the Dooman 10,000. What a fucking race. It's a good race, isn't it? Oh, now, there's a couple always. of old heads. Like, obviously, we can see that Eduardo's going around again, which is which is awesome. So the big fella, I think I think he certainly passed his best, and I, I don't think um, – Anyone would question that, but there's nothing saying he's he's not going to run a damn good race here. And interestingly enough, like Nash is one of Valana's regular riders. Like I think he's ridden ridden, yeah, ridden ridden him in where two, yeah, he's ridden maybe three of the last five rides. So he's opted to jump on Eduardo, his his boy, which is interesting. Really and interesting. Then, um, yeah, sorry, I was about to say his affiliation with Eduardo is like ridiculous as well. Well, that's true. Nine so he's out of his twelve wins. Yeah, exactly. Which is pretty huge, isn't it? So, um, short man, dollars well, seventy-five. Does, honestly, does anything beat Kicker Kick in this race? Who's on Good Kick? Craig, no, yeah, good. I know Clayton Douglas is pretty confident. He's very, he's very bullish. So I think the only thing that you've got to keep an eye out for is if it's a leader bias day. Yeah, I don't know if Doombin. Um, strikes me as the kind of track I'd want to take Giga Kick out at a dollar seventy five. He's a freak though. He's a freak. Yeah, I can see. Like, so if if you look through this field and have a look at, like, I guess your your speed runners, you got Centerfire, your your mate there, um, Con. You got Prince of Boom. We own a smart one. Marzu and Miramia can also roll through and overpass and Eduardo. Well, we know what those two do. So if you're looking at it like that, there's a lot of pressure up front. So that's setting up for a back marker, which is Valana, Alf Cabin, Giga Kick, and a case for you. So if you're looking at purely on a class perspective, out of those last four, Giga Kick has the has the class edge. Yeah. And Definitely. to be honest, if you yeah, so and you're looking at it like this, Marzu was what three was like six and a half lengths off Giga Kick in that in that all age stake on a soft seven. So if you're looking at purely from a soft track perspective, I think Giga Kick certainly has um he's got better figures. He's handled the heavy going. I honestly would be standing Giga Kick out in this race. It just concerns me a bit that he hasn't won over the twelve hundred in his last four races. Well he came within point five length of I wish I win. In the in the TJ with with one length further back to Marzu, two two lengths or three and a half lengths sorry back to to Nature Strip four or just a shy of five lengths Miramia in secret was seven lengths behind like you can see where things are going yeah private eye with eight got like lengths on him I just think he's just got the far superior form lines and he's he's really turned into a, a, an unbelievable horse and he's drawn really well yeah and if he's if he's just fit and ready to roll. Yeah. So I think the big thing you've got to watch is just watch these first four races or so. In particular, probably race one, which is a 1,200 metres. You could probably say race two as well. 
um, race three. Um, just watch the first three races, and if you see some sort of pattern of developing where it's purely for leaders on bias, then I'd probably be backing like Mar. Chuck, I probably wouldn't be backing them, but I'd probably be chucking a few more in that field, like a. Uh, Marzu certainly because he handles the going and he can roll forward and you've got one of the best leading jockeys on board it's, it's disappointing Clippo's not here but I think Clark's a really really good booking yeah and we need to go short because we've got the field in the first leg so giggy kick stand him out at this stand stage. him out but if you see if you see some sort of leader bias going on then chuck Marzu in there as well all right nice so the race nine is the magic millions bright shadow yeah, so we've got a black booker in this, which is good. So we've got Extremist, the number nine there. It's actually the favourite. Ah, Angela Jones, Heathcote. Yeah, so I said back, um, it was back after the meeting on the 15th of April, we chucked Extremist in um, the black book from out the Queensland meet because um, it ran behind Antino in the class six handicap up there. Now, the figure for that race was awesome. Antino's come out and franked the form, and I think he's up there in, in Stradbroke markets now. Um, there was a huge gap of three lengths back to third, which is Paladas, um, and I think the figure put up and the horse has come back really well this prep. Now, it's one uh, second up before. Um, it's got a good record at the track, never missing the out of the trifecta, and it's drawn the inside pole. So it rolled forward last start. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Angela Jones, who's a really good jockey, roll forward and have, I guess, that Sarah Gala, maybe Typhoon Tarvey and even Queen Bellissimo around about that spot. Bloody love Angela. Yeah, she's a good jockey, eh? So good. Really liking the look of extremists. Yeah, so it's a real. It's it's drawn really well. It's drawn in. I was hoping it'd draw um, either um, between one and four, and it and it's obviously done that, which is really really good. I thought a very fine red was really good last start behind Malkovich, which is in that Hawkesbury Gold Rush, uh, beating home Andermatt, Fox Fighter, um, Zethus, and Thelric, and a few other good horses here. So I think you'd have to chuck it in your quaddy. Okay. I think these two good dolphin runners are really interesting in Siege and Hellfest, like. Um, they, I'm not sure about them. I'd probably chuck them in just because it's Godolphin and we know what James Cummins can do. Yeah, um, fucking blue silks. Yeah, and then the other two is Sneaky Five and Sneaky Page. Now, I know Sneaky Page is nominated for the Scone meeting, so it would be interesting to see where it pops up. Now, there's no jockey booked up here, so the likelihood of, it going, um, of the horse going to Scone is probably high. Where's that Sneaky Five? Yeah, Sneaky it's just, Five. I'm um, no Sneaky Page. Oh, okay, cool. And then I'd be also including Sneaky Five just in this um in this quarter um quaddy as well. So what what numbers you reckon there, Brand? Nine. Um. So if we're talking this quaddy, I'd be chucking in nine. Yeah. Three. Yep. Five, ten. Yeah. And then two and six, but um. Just see what happens with Sneaky Page. Obviously, if it comes out, then just don't don't include it. Okay. Nice. I'm loving all that. Yeah, so we've got a race at Morfittville. We gonna yes, we've got the Derby. So it'll be interesting to see get Corbs' thoughts on this because I know he was, um, he was really, really um, taken back by the, the run of Cheese Fit. Oh, man. Yeah, I love her. So is she's fit your choice in this race, Corpse? I actually really like that it's drawn at barrier 11. Mm. Um, I, I don't think um, the 2,500 holds her back at all. Um, yeah. 
And yet, no, nah, she's definitely my pick. Just watching that last one, she was barrier 15. Um, I love Chrissy Parnham's come down, who's, who loves the horse as well. Um, mm. Or the horse loves loves him. I actually haven't looked through the they've rest got, of the field. They've got something going on. Something going on. Th- three rides for two wins and a third. Yeah, whether it goes anywhere or not, we don't know. But there's yeah, definitely something going on We're not sure of there. the sexual intention of Chris Parnham with She's Fit, but <laughs> we, we know, do know that he can ride. Fuck. Yeah, the ho- we, we know he rides her. Yeah. And that's where it stops. At the moment. Um, yeah, look, I, to be honest, um, Oracle, I have not looked through this field um, till now. But um, mm. I, I can see if you – if any, have you gone back and watched that run, that last yeah, run? Yeah, it was, it was a good run. It, and, was, um, certainly, it just, was certainly the run of the Oaks. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just watched her through um, the lead-up to that in WA and just impressed me. That it, the reason I watched her was because – she beat horses that I was on, and that's what I was like. Oh fuck this thing! And then the next time I was like, I didn't bet. On, I didn't bet with her again, and I bet on something else. And then it beat my horse again. I'm like, all right, now I'm gonna start paying attention. Um, and then yeah, I sort of go around the oaks and was like, fuck, I better have a bit of go on it now. But um, my my only concern for she's fit is fillies have a horrible record in derbies. Yes, yeah, th- this is information I just wouldn't know. <laughs> and I, it, you're just I don't thinking know, about I don't you're just thinking about whether the horse is ready to whether they're ready to bang or not. I just really. don't know what's happening with Chris Parnham and her, really. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my concern. But I do obviously acknowledge that she was the run of the the Australian Oaks, um, not the Australian Oaks, the um, Australasian Oaks down there in SA. The thing that I don't get is the the market discrepancy between Loco and Red Sun Sensation. So, so Loco was beaten comfortable was beaten by Red Sun Sensation. I don't know how it's five fifty and, and Red Sun Sensation is twelve. All right, let me have a look. I'm just trying to find Red and I'm Sun. Looking at Here the we go. I've got I've got, I've got fourteens for Red Sun. There you go, and you got five fifty. I'm just looking at like the yeah. No, fair enough. And just but if just... if Parnham's if Parnham was to propose to the horse before Saturday, <laughs> would the odds drop? Oh, dramatic! It'd be it, you'd you'd be um odds on, yeah. It'd be odds on. You so know, we'll, she's fit would be. Oh, she might be a bit distracted, but she'd have a bit more sting in her step, I guess. So we'll keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out for it. <laughs> All right. So what do you? So what are you? What are you thinking in that? What's your angle here? A little bit on red sun, you reckon? So no, no, no. Well, I'm just looking at the race. So if if we're purely coming out of that Group Three champions there at Morfordville, you've got Red Sun Sensation who won. You've got Loco who ran um, second. You've got Suzuro who's ran third. So you've got to look, take a look at those three, and you, and you can see that the market obviously is gravitated more towards Loco, which I find super interesting. He's in from eight bucks into five dollars. So I don't know where that's coming from. I hate the jockey booking of Loco, and I hate the barrier. Um, Suzuro, no, no love there. Yeah, I'll fuck. Yeah. I'm with you. Now I'm intrigued by why Trent um, Bussin and Natalie Young have have booked Opie Bossom, and Craig Newitz jumped off Suzuro to jump on Aberfeldy Boy. Now I'm not sure whether who made the decision to do that and why Opie Bossom's come out to ride here. So it might be the New Zealand connection. I don't know, but never, um, never rode I, it, but which is odd. Yeah, which is another interesting thing. So the one that I'm the, – the two horses that I'm eyeing off in this race, and don't get me wrong, I'm probably – if you were playing a quaddy, they would be putting Dunkel in there as well. But I'm looking at Promises Kept and Aberfeldy Boy. Now, I'll touch on Promises Kept first. 
So the horse <laughs> felt like I think it took forever to break its maiden. So it's it it hasn't run really well until it's kind of hit the 2,000 metres. So it broke its maiden um, at over 2,200 metres at sale on the 17th of March and then went to the St Ledger trial on the 1st of April over 2,200 metres at Bendigo and absolutely put um, put the, the, the field away, one by about three and a half lengths. So I was really taken by, by that. And Kieran Ma and Debbie Eustace, I think they've only just recently acquired this horse in their stable. But they're really, really good trainers of stays. Mark Zara's booked, which is a big, big positive thing. So I like that horse, but I also really like Aberfeldy Boy. So you go back and watch, have a look through his history. So he ran third in Manzois Derby behind Sharp and Smart, beating home Mr. Maestro, Miramasa, Berkeley Square, Pericles, and a few other horses. So I really liked his run. So he raced, he, he's, he kicked off um, in a maiden over 1,600 metres at Pakenham. And then um, they sent him to, which is interesting, they sent him to the 2,000-metre handicap. When, remember when White Marlin got rolled by Diagula? Yeah, I do. I'm looking at it yeah. now. Yeah, so White Marlin was like $1.20, I think, in that race and got rolled. Now, Aberfeldy Boy was finishing off that race really, really nicely. And we've got to remember, that was in an open-class race. This isn't three-year-olds, which is which he's going to be meeting here. So, honestly, I think if you were going to have a play, you'd almost have a two-bet play on Promises Kept and Aberfeldy Boy. But if, if you had to ask me, gun to my head, what, pick one horse, I'd be going Aberfeldy Boy. Right. There you go. you got Aberfeldy Boy up against Cheese Fit. <laughs> You've got a few. You've got a few options there. Now let's go to Scone or Scone, Done. if whatever you know. However, <laughs> however you speak you, English, <laughs> depending on what part of England yeah, you're in. I mean, yeah, we can't have two words spelt the same and not how said do, the how same. Do you, how do you say it if someone offers you one? But you do you take the ear off the end. Do you say Scone? I say Scone. So I say Scone as well. It is. Is, is, is does anybody say Scone? I think English people say Scone. They do. They say, do you want a scone? They do. (laughs) (laughs) They do in certain parts, don't they? Yeah. Is that why? Why don't we call it scone? I mean, that place. No, that place. Why don't we call that place scone? Why is that place called scone? Is it called scone or scone? I'd I'd call it a scone. (laughs) Yeah, I'd call it scone as well. But why is there a place called scone in Australia? Is it called scone or scone? It's It's scone. Because, because, probably because, I don't know, English you, to English. If you went to Scone, have you been to Scone, Oracle? Never been to Scone. Do you reckon there's scone, scone, scones there? <laughs> I reckon. I reckon there may be. Do you reckon that you'd get, there'd be scones everywhere? If Would you, you say there? I'm having a scone in Scone? <laughs> 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 you'd have to. <laughs> You'd search every cafe, wouldn't, wouldn't you? Yeah, I wouldn't be saying it wouldn't be hard to find. I wouldn't be saying I'm having a scone and scone. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, in- interesting place. Do you know the ge- geography where, where scone sits? No, but I'm gonna have a look it up now for you because I know it's bloody cold. They're getting one degree mornings at the moment. Mm. All right, West, so scone is just north of Musselbrook, which is southern western. New South Wales? Yeah, so it's it's essentially halfway between Tamworth and Newey. Oh, so that's above S- Sydney there. Yeah, righto. Mm. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Weirdly okay. at one degrees. I guess it must be inland a bit. Yeah, it is inland. Yeah, right. As soon as you get it. So the feature there is the dark jewel. And what yeah. have you got for weather conditions? Same as... um. All right. So like I said before, it's really cold there overnight and in the morning. So it's 1 to 23 degrees roughly every day leading up to Saturday. Now we've got the rail out three metres um, and got fine weather. So I think we're going to be dealing with it soft five, good good full surface. Now the scone track's really interesting. So it's a big, long oval shape, near like a, like a Panadol pill. It's like that. Right. So it's got like this like quick, tight turn. It's got really long straights, about 420 metres, and it usually plays pretty fairly. So most horses can make up ground um, with that long straight. So the feature race on Saturday is the Dark Jewel, like you said there, Con, which is race eight, I think it is. Nine. Race nine. Race nine. So it's over 1,400 metres now. It's not the strongest Dark Jewel I've seen going around, but it, it, it's certainly sound now. I think the first starting point is Short Shorts, who we touched on before, who was really, really good last start, just took a, a really good section to, to reel it in. Now, it opened $11 for this race, and it's into $6. Oh, fuck. All right. So it's a real, it's had a huge early push. I would have loved to take a bit of that $11, but we have to settle for the six now. So and that's happened I really just today. Was that, sorry? That's just happened today. Yeah. So it opened at 11 and then it's been snapped in probably within the first 10 minutes of uh, markets going up just after lunch. So for it, could, for it to get snapped in that much, is that huge bets going on? Or do they just yeah, like limit that's, do they, that's, do they that's, limit that's, the amount that before that starts to drop? Do you know what I mean? Like as in No, so what will happen, of course, that's just your early early players. So they'll they, have but they'd be playing they'd be playing big money, wouldn't they? Yeah, they probably will, oh, which will then move the market. You're throwing a few and then what, around. And then what you'll see with that market now, Corb, so let's have a look at say the pool for this particular race. Say fifty percent of the markets like is, is on, or that's probably a G up. Maybe a, a large portion of the market is on short shorts. That's why the, the odds are so short. So if you're looking at, say, six bucks. I just wonder, probably... I just wonder, like, I know what you mean, like, as far as I understand that part of it. I mean, just, yeah. I wonder how much money came for it early for it to start just dropping from 11, then they're like, well, drop it at 10, 9, you know what I mean? Like, it's in... Well, you could almost have no money coming for anything else and just money coming for short shorts, and it wouldn't need to be... Wouldn't the need, largest wouldn't of need amounts to be substantial, for it to drop, right? Like ten grand, even. Yeah, mm. twenty grand. So, you, so that six dollars there is, is probably indicative of what fifteen to twenty percent of the total market support in this particular race oh, thus far. Probably more, I guess, maybe. And then what you'll see, clubs, you'll see like certain punters will get on now and leading up to Saturday. And then what will happen is your big syndicates who have also have a lot of cash, they'll start to back other things around it, and then the market will kind of. Equalise if that makes sense. Yeah, gotcha. And it might blow out a little bit. But... It, yeah, yeah. Essentially, it'll stabilise. So you'll probably get a better price on short shorts, unless of course the big syndicates chime in as well. You reckon they will? Uh, I, I really like the figure that the horse put up last start. I love the booking of John Ben Overmere, who's been riding like an absolute demon since he's come back from Dubai. Yeah, right. So is this a bet again? I don't, I don't, th- I wouldn't, I find this race incredibly hard because there's quite a decent amount of speed involved here. So, so many runners, there's so many yeah, runners. Yeah, and it's a big field and that's, I think, the big thing that you've got to look at. There's so many horses in there, like, it's a, it's a, obviously there's 20 horses um, on here, but I think 
I think it's a, a field size of 16, maybe. So I'd be leaning towards, if you had to put a gun to my head, I'd be leaning towards short shorts. I've, I've got 20 here, Oracle. But obviously, no, some of them are coming is that, out. Is, I think there might be some emergencies. To yeah, come there's out. like Oak, Oakfield Arrow with no rider. There's like May Rose, no rider, you know? Yeah, I, I haven't looked at the exact field size, but usually races like this would probably have a field size of 16 with four emergencies. Yeah, and when you get that big, like when you get that many um, horses, like even if you're on a, Something that put up with like you know elite sectionals or something that was just been really impressive. There's just so much um, room for error from the other horse. You know what I mean? From the other horses to yeah. fuck your horses. And I think up. when you look at short shorts like racing pattern, it rules out getting held up in traffic or having to loop the entire field. Like you know that it's just going to be there. Yeah, it's good. Just going to. So I think it's yeah, up yeah. to the front. Yeah. So gun to my head, I'm picking short shorts, but it's not a it's not a race that I'm overly keen to bet into. Now, did you want to touch on all tens here at this meet? Yeah, so let's touch on – I'll touch on a few, actually. There's a couple here that we can touch on. I won't go into each race in depth, but I want you to have a look at race four here. There's a couple – there's two horses that I really like in this race. Yeah. So the first Tebow. being Altibo. So that horse is nom for Flemington. So I'd probably, I think, being the Hawks boys, I suspect it's going to go around there with Jai McNeil on board. It's also drawn barrier 17 in this race. So one would suggest that they don't like the wide barrier. But the interesting runner, and it's been met with a bit of support. So it opened at 26 bucks. It's now into, what, 13s or thereabouts, is this Amathuba. Oh, yeah, Regan Bayless. So go back to its run. Have a look at its run on the 24th of December just before Christmas. It's got a one – it's got a just shy two lengths off Sunshine in Paris, our girl. Yeah, right. In a, in a better grade as well. In a much better grade. Yeah. Wow. Very now, the interesting. Horse, now, the horse was nominated and, and um, down to run today at the Kenzo, and they've actually, they actually scratched it the, this morning. So I find it super interesting that it's popped up here. So – the, I really like this. Um, I think it's trialled up really nicely as well, and I think the price about it's awesome. Yeah, I love that. I'm getting on that right now. Yeah, I'm getting on it right now as well. I'm not going to wait because I can see that below 10s for sure. And then you got to look at it. It ran, it ran in that Magic Million Syndicate race, so it beat home ranges, contemptuous Genzai, the Wolf, and, and crossed the line not far behind Scalopini. Oh, the scallop. <laughs> what am I getting on this other? Here we go. All right. So, what else? Did you have any others there at Scone? Um, so, in the Otensia, I think Quantico is a really good bet, even though I do concede Malkovich was awesome last start. But I just have. I just have concerns with him handling more pressure from Tel Braga, Lamelody, Dehorn Unicorn, Sneaky Page, who we touched on before, and Authentic Jewel all going forward. So I feel like it sets up for a horse like Quantico, who's trialled really nicely and has got a really good first up record. And as long as we're on a good deck, I'm going to be happy to have a bet on him. Ooh, I like that too. And he doesn't have he doesn't have Voldemort on either. What race is that, Oracle? That's race five. Sorry, I'm just um, flicking through my... All right, so Denise's Joy Stakes. Did you want to touch on that one? I uh, couldn't find anything in that race. Found that really hard to 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 set. I think if Opal Bridge goes there, I think it could win, but I'm not willing to do it because it's also nom for the race after, and it has a jockey booking. So, looking at that, he's I think Luke Pepper's likely to go to this this Luskin Star race. Yeah. Okay. 
And you think he's but, a bet there? No, we got a black booker in Waha Falls. I said that the horse is probably probably coming up here for the this um for our carnival. I'm not sure where it's going to go. Maybe towards a, a Stradbroke. Let's see. But I think the horse with Chad Schofield on is going to flop out the back. Um, but it's got some great sectionals and it clocked. It was very very quick last start behind um uh, excuse me behind Valana. Only one and a half lengths off. And then uh, Cold Crushers come out and won since. Um, Gravina, you know, not doing too well. Um, but I think the horse is flying and I think it's um, a good chance. Where's that Oracle, sorry? That's in race eight, they're called. Cool. Uh, at, at Scone? Yeah. yeah. Not Scone? That's at Scone. Uh, all right, so let's go to Flemington before we wrap this up with a Thursday tip. Done. I've got two for Thursday, actually. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Flemington, we'll touch on the one race because there's not much else going on for me on that Saturday. So we'll go down here, have a look at the Andrew Ramson over 2,800 metres there. In, I think it's race seven. Yep. So this is one of those races that's early season in the autumn that gives you a ticket into the Melbourne Cup. So you'll see quite a few horses there getting around that you probably recognise. Now, White Marlin we touched on. So he got beaten in that handicap over 2,000 metres. He did carry the big weight, 60 kilos, and he drops one and a half kilos from that run. To be honest, I thought he was there to be beaten. I thought he was poor. There's reports about wind and all these sorts of things, um, like a headwind and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like he had his time up front and he was just beaten by a better horse, simple as that. So I don't like him at that price. And he's stepping up from 2,000 metres to 2,800 metres. Huge jump. Now, I know I know he's run that before, and he's actually, to be honest, he's dominated. jumped from 2,000 to 2,800 metres before and dominated. But this is a different kettle of fish, and I, I'm just worried about that run that he had last start. So he's the dominatrix. Yeah, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> um, you've then got he's a shocker who, who's got right you are form um, and is also finished just shy of three lengths off Dubai Honour. And he ran really well in that um, that Australian Cup behind Cascadian, crossing the line with Smoke and Romans. Um, Luna Flair, I thought, was enormous in that Easter Cup behind White Marlin, the race at over 2,100 metres back in um, in early April. Now, if you go back and watch the replay, the horse was held up for a run and then absolutely savaged the line. So we know the horse is going to handle the trip. All right? So the horse um, ran really, really well in our um, – uh, sorry, just looking back through. It went really well in the Bart Cummings over 2,500 metres on the 1st of October last year. All right. Uh, so I really like the horse and I think it's going places. And we know that Graham Begg is absolutely airborne at the moment. Crazy that it's, it's um, drifted a fair bit. Who? Uh, sorry. It's uh, Luna Flair. It's um, open yeah, at it's, 650. It says here it's out to 950. Yeah, it is, which I'm really quite intrigued by. And it's got Michael D on board, who we, we both have opinions of. Um, El Patroness was really good in the Vobus Gold Heath over 2,100 metres, put that field away very, very easily. Um, certainly tougher here. And then you've got Huff de la War, who's a horse I've always had a good opinion of, winning the uh, Port Adelaide Cup on the 29th of April very, very easily with Tegan Borum on. Um, I'm not sure with the bookie, Linda Meach, is quite interesting. Um, so I'm quite quite taken back by that. But if you're looking at for a gun to my head, I'd probably be going with Luna Flair in this race. Okay. True Marvel is 
as honest as the day is long. And I'd like well, to see horse, him in a bit less weight and probably have a crack. But I do well, like the horse is going to have a lot of um, a lot of residual fitness coming back off that Sydney Cup um, second behind Explosive Jack. Mm. So certainly, I'm certainly not going to talk you out of backing that as well. There, um, Con and I'd be definitely putting it in my um, my quarter numbers. Also looked at Luna Flares coming from 46s into 26s. What was that called? Uh, Luna Flare. Didn't What's this with? Didn't it drift? Uh, hang on, not Luna Flare. Sorry, um, who are we just talking about? True um, Marvel. True Marvel. Sorry, start, opened at forty sixes. There you go. And, so and, and, and is into is into twenty sixes. There you go. So there's been a bit of market support. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And I think when when you look at White Marlin's runs, every single run that it's had, it's had its way up front. So if you go look at this speed map, but yes, it's going to be a slowly run race, but you're going to have Third Realm, El Patroness, Rebel Racer, the the Yagi horse, uh, Cadre de Noir, and Herman Essay, who's drawn very well in. Those horses are definitely going to be rolling forward and putting pressure on White Marlin. So he might not get his way up front. So that's my concerns with the horse. Um, Herman Essay, Essay. Mm. Plays rugby league. <laughs> I think I, th- I think he's now I think he's now a horse. <laughs> well, he's always had good leg drive. <laughs> wow. It'd be so interesting watching well, what jockey booking does Herman S.S. Well, have. Well, yeah, you've got, who's riding the big Polynesian? Bo, Bo Merton. Oh yeah, there, there you go. go. I wonder how Could many right. Polynesian front right. rowers he's saddled up over the years. <laughs> <laughs> That's one to look at. Pretty interesting race there with a man in there, um, a rugby a rugby yeah. league man. Um, at that, what are the odds for the rugby league man? I don't know. That could be a bet. <laughs> Imagine if he comes out and wins. Herman Sasa. Oh, it'd be epic. Um, here we go. Where is he? Herman Sasa. He's at twenty sixes. Wow. Any he? money for him? Nah, he's blown out from 20s, obviously being a man. Um, yeah. The odds are against him. <laughs> the big syndicates done... are not willing to put any money on a, on a man yeah. in a horse race. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Oh, I'm a bit sheepish of him too. I might leave him out of the quaddy, but I might chuck him in just to, wouldn't it be? I think you'd be a fool, a fool to not leave to, him out. To leave him, you know. <laughs> this absolute nut trucker just running it over the line. Um, so let's go to tomorrow. Let's go to these Thursday tips. All right, so I've got one for you during the day and then we can roll it straight into the one in the evening. So the one during the day is Wyong Race 8. So you're going to have to wait till the last race there. There's a horse called Reginald. Oh, I think I feel like I know Reginald. Personally. He's a good man. Uh, Reginald, okay, yeah. I've got Josh Parr, Anthony Cummings. I've got $5 here. Perfect. So the horse ran last start at Wyong over the mile, um, so same trip that we're going to get tomorrow, behind Queenmaker. So you would have gone out, you would have seen Queenmaker run today at the Kenzo. And really uh, Took a very, very good um, French import from Annabelle Nisham to, to beat uh, Queenmaker behind past the post today. I thought Reginald was really good um, savaging the line last start after getting a bit of running up a little bit of bums. I think the horse gets a jockey upgrade from Zach Lloyd to Josh Parr. So I think it's a really, really good booking. The horse is drawn really nicely to sit off the speed of probably off flexing um, and starstruck Barbie. And I think if it can sit really handy and run, I think it'll be too good for this field. 
The other horse I really like is in, uh, packing him in race four. Okay. Called Amani. Just before the footy starts, this one. Yeah. Yeah, okay. The 320 for that. Bo Mertens, yeah, so, the man who's saddling up the Polynesian uh, Herman SASA on Saturday. Exactly. So this horse wow. opened up at 550 and it's now into four. What, what have we got, Con? I got 320. There you go. So the SP profile, this horse is shit out. So I think it started around 91 bucks on debut in April, but it clocks them. Elite final 800, 600, 400, and 200 meter splits for the for that meeting at Pakenham. So we know the horse handles the trip and the track. Um, Bo Mertens is on, which is a great booking. He's been riding in great form. Right, and I just think, and he likes the Polynesians. And I think the horse will just win. <laughs> I like that. Wow. They are, that is a couple of very tasty looking Thursday tips. Oh, he ran around in that last race at $91. That's what I said, Corbs. You got to add an SP, <laughs> SP of 91. <laughs> My fucking God. Pat Carey's quite a small stable, so it doesn't surprise me that by that SP. Yeah, fair enough. And what part of the Pacific Islands is this horse from? <laughs> Herman SASA or Amani? Amani. I'm not sure. We'll have to look. Tongan or something. Maybe Tongan. <laughs> well, yeah, this is interesting. Um, I'm really I, liking the I, sound of this. <laughs> there's a place called the Amami Islands. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, that's it. That's it then. Wow. And what's that near? So the Amami Islands is an archipelago in the Satsunan Islands, which is part of the Raikuku Islands and southwest of Kaiushu. So it sounds Japanese. Well, there you go. I'm having Japanese for dinner. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) I don't know if that's uh, more of a a, uh, moral now that we've... uh... Discovered his. Oh, I think so. I think Bo Mertens, Bo Mertens now riding own, two Polynesians. only riding Polynesian men is def- <laughs> definitely has something about it. So, so, yeah, okay, great. Well, let's wrap this up. That uh, that was sensational, man. Let's uh, let's get these Thursday tips home and have a little fill up for the weekend. Perfect. All right, thanks, man. Always, pleasure, lads. Have a good night. Always a pleasure, Oracle. Always.